The Puritan's Guide to Fall Songs Guide. From today on forthwith, just start modernity. Just in modernity. Tonight's song is... Tonight's song is... guest tonight uh, on to talk about his favorite and least favorite fall cover song and that is uh, my good friend Brent uh, from for many years so Brent you want to say hello to the to the five people we have who listen to this <laughs> hello listening audience <laughs> right and so so we are going to um, Brent uh, has picked two songs his his most favorite is uh, fall cover song is I'm going to Spain and then uh, <clears throat> we had to I had to help him out with his least favorite but uh, we're going to do popcorn double feature uh, as his least favorite so um, I, should we start with the most favorite <laughs> or the favorite one first I guess? yeah I, I think so I think okay. I think we start with the best yeah okay all right so I'll, I'll just I found a little bit about it. It's pretty interesting. It's got an interesting backstory. Did you look it up? Yes. Oh, oh okay. it's a great backstory. Yes. Okay. Well, you can help me. You can fill in stuff if I miss anything. So, uh, so yeah. And plus, there were some weird time frame things that I wasn't quite sure if there were two different kind of storylines to the story of the song. So, you know, uh-huh. you can let me know the good one. Um, all right. So, first off, uh, we're talking about i'm going to spain which is from infotainment scan right is that right yeah it is okay um it was written by uh steven steve bent um one site said it was written in 1976 the site was the john peel wiki so there you go and then Mm -hmm. uh the fall track site which is i usually pay more attention to as far as fall songs go says it was written in 1974 so right. um okay so ben uh he was an actor uh is <laughs> i think actually um yeah i think he still is right yeah because i looked mm-hmm. at his i looked at his imdb page and he has tons of stuff but he's probably most famous for around this time uh the 70s being on a uh, soap opera called Crossroads, which ran from 64 to 88, and Steve Bent was on it from 77 to 79. Um, so the, he he wrote, I'm going to Spain, Bent did. Um, and then the story I saw was that it was kind of intertwined with his character from Crossroads, and and like it was based on that character or something, or like he had released this album as did other character or other people that played characters on this uh, soap opera did around the same time. Um, yeah, I had heard, I had heard that too. I wasn't sure if it was based on his character. I hadn't heard that, but I knew okay. that there was somehow a collection of other actors who decided that they would all try their hand at uh, writing songs and yeah. putting together. 
some type of album. Right. So maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe I just added in the whole. It was based on his character thing. Like maybe I just did that in my brain. I'm not sure. But um, I wonder if this was like some like another soap opera had a, a pop star in it somehow, or like, and they were trying to cash in on that in some way. Oh, or this you know, was like, yeah, this, no, this was really successful. That's a good call. Yeah. Yeah. So, American soap operas did that, like I know in the seventies and eighties, right? So, that would kind of make sense. Yeah, I don't know. Oh my but god! Anyway, yeah, yeah. Which we could talk about later, I guess. Oh, okay. Totally off topic. Were you? A, did you watch Days of Our Lives? I can't remember, Brent. <laughs> is this the? Is this the bass player for player? That you're no, talking about? no, no. Okay. Because. Okay, because he, you know, he he was the, there was a big soap opera guy. I I don't remember if it was Young and the Restless or Days of Our Lives or something, but yeah, he was the yeah, bass yeah. player in Player. Yeah, great, okay. great, like yacht, yacht Rocky band from no, the seventies. No, I was it was something completely different. But along that, it, it was uh, Rick Springfield was on General Hospital or something. Oh my right? God! Of course, yeah. Sure. And there, there was a, there was a couple of other ones. No, but I, here's what I just found out Jack because Wagner. we were, yeah, Jack White. Oh yeah. So uh, this is completely off topic, but I'm glad I brought it up. Uh, Victor Kariakis from Days of Our Lives. That's Jennifer Aniston's father. Did you know that? Yes. I didn't know that until recently. I didn't I know like, that. Oh, I didn't know that. Now it all makes wow, sense. Wow, Bob, that's impressive. <laughs> Strangely, yeah. that's yeah. I'm a font of that type of information, but yeah, that's what I knew. So what I'm seeing, what I'm seeing on Discogs is in part that the single that he put out, uh, Steve Bent, was released on the label that was owned by the television network that made his soap opera. Okay, mm. so yeah, and that's part of it, but that's not why it became famous, which is the part I'm no. getting to okay. after yeah, the Jennifer please. Aniston thing. Which is, yeah. Okay, so this song, sorry, didn't, yeah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so this is usually how our podcasts go, so you know, you're used to it by now. Um, so the song ended up on uh, uh, DJ Kenny Everett, who was, uh, yeah, British DJ, who was apparently part of the whole like uh, pirate radio days. Um, he had. Mm-hmm like a radio show and it ended up on this record uh, because it was voted like the, one of the worst 30 songs of 1978 or something or 77. And this record was put out and it was on it. And the record was called the world's worst record show. Um, And it was released in 1978 and it became like on. Yeah. By K-Tel. Yeah. By K-Tel. And it was like, puke-colored or gray? Yes, vomit-colored vinyl. vinyl. Yes. <laughs> yes. It was on yeah. vomit-colored vinyl. Yeah. And, you know? uh, so this is ni- 1978, and that's how most of the people, if they hadn't already heard it before, because they probably hadn't, that's how most of the people came to the song. I take umbrage, I take umbrage to some of the choices on this tra- the track list for that compilation, because yeah, I rather I like that yeah. legendary Stardust Cowboy song that's on there. And <laughs> Servant Bird's a fine song. I don't know what these people are well, talking about. I love this song. This song is awesome, but we'll get we'll get to that later. I think there's uh, I, I believe there's a or at least used to be there's a YouTube playlist of that record because I remember listening to it like a few years ago when I did a deep dive on this song because I was trying to figure out who it was written by. Um, so anyway, uh, uh, also a couple of the things I read basically said it wasn't the music that was 
so hated it was the lyrics of the song that yeah. everyone hated. <laughs> it's the lyrics, yes. It's but I like the. I, I think mean, the lyrics are awesome. So, but anyway, I'll let, I'll let you start. I mean, yeah, I'll let you but, go. I mean, the funny thing is, like the music in retrospect is absolutely horrid. You know, it is just it's terrible. <laughs> but it's and all it, the, it's all yachty, and it sounds like that era of the seventies. Yes, you know what I mean. It totally does. Yeah, um, you know, and it was like an arrangement made for horns and castanets. You know, and, <laughs> um, you know, Steve, Steve really had a knack for uh, you know what what was uh, what was trending in those days. So, um, no, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, what what makes it what what made it terrible at the time, and I, I think what makes it terrible today and it's funny that we're talking about my favorite fall cover and we're talking about how terrible the song that (laughs) they covered is um is you know is the 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 lyrics just it it seems like someone who uh was you know taking their first stab at writing um you know a 60s inspired um Tale, you know, biography um, of as a as a young twenty something, you know, and mm-hmm. and uh, and so um, there are some magical magical lines uh, in that song. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, um, yeah, I think it's you know one thing I will, that really drew me to this song, and the reason I say, I mean, it's my favorite. Uh, I, I say because of the backstory to it. Um, what and, and when we compare it to what my least favorite, you know, we're really looking at two sides of the same coin. Um, both of these songs that I picked, they're they're fairly straightforward covers. You know, for yeah, Paul, yeah. you know, it is. You know, it, they are just mimicking the original songs. The difference is is that the Falls version of I'm Going to Spain takes an absolutely terrible song. Like, you know, one <laughs> of the worst songs ever made, right? Um, it, and, it, and it makes it a great song. Um, the other takes a mediocre song and to me kind of makes it worse. You know, just it's, it's just like you're just heightening the sadness, you know, and just the just the desperate, you know, uh, sense, uh, you're projecting with this song that just makes me want to drink, you know, Uh, you're just, you're, (laughs) you're just making it worse. Um, so that's, that's, what's so great about, you know, this song. I mean, you, you have to listen to the original by Steve Bent, though, I think, yeah. to to really appreciate it. Now, you know, there's plenty of other amazing covers um, by The Fall, but a lot of them are great covers of great songs to begin with. Right, right. You know, Mr. Pharmacist, Victoria, you know, There's a Ghost in My House, you know, we've, you know, Roland Danny, you know, Lost in Music, you know, Fold Money. Like, yeah, the, the originals... The, the originals are great songs, you know. If you yeah, just yeah, yeah. if you just listen to them, and the fall just took a great song and and, and made it just as great in a different way. Yeah. What what I've always loved about I'm going to Spain is they like he took an absolutely horrific song and made it 
like appealing, especially <laughs> especially as indicative of this this time period, right? So <laughs> for the fall, like Infotainment Scan is the album like after the Fontana albums. It's the one right after. Uh, oh, right, and that right. period that period of, you know, extra take, shift work, code selfish is is kind of one of my one of my favorites um, of theirs. And so, you know, this is still kind of in that, that, um, that period for me. Yeah. And and we had kind of talked about that last time you were on in which that was kind of like the period you discovered the fall in basically was the, uh, the Fontana period kind of basically. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, it, you know, as a lot of, a lot of people, I fell into them, you know, a few years after this nation's saving grace. And so that was a great entry to them along with B sides. And, and one of my still favorites, uh, you know, curious orange, because, Mm -hmm. um, that was awesome. And I remember, you know, wearing that cassette out, um, (laughs) And, and so that, that those were kind of my introductions. And then, so I was kind of just ripe for new fall when it came out, like when extra K came out in 90, I think. Um, yeah, I and think then, that's right. Yeah. Shift work and code selfish after. So, uh, so yeah, this, it's a, it's, you know, it's definitely a period of theirs that I, I'm fond of. And, and so I thought it was appropriate that, you know, I, Pick a, a, a couple of songs, you know. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. I was just gonna say, isn't uh, what's the other cover that's on infotainment? I can't remember. It's like the is it a, isn't it the one that's the disco song? I can't remember off the top of my head. Lost in music, yeah. Lost in music, yeah. That's it. There you go. Sorry. Yeah. Um, that was yeah. what I was thinking of. Um. Yeah, so that's actually one, a song where they kind of do something completely different than the original. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that I was just going to say, like, all the songs you mentioned other than that one are basically, they basically always do the song. Like, they don't really mess with the formula of the song, <laughs> even like mm-hmm. their good ones, their bad ones. Like, they don't do that all that often. So, uh, so yeah, that's I, I found, I think Lost in Music's pretty interesting for that reason. Um and, oh man, never mind. Yeah, there's there's another one that's like an old reggae song that they do that, but they don't do it in a reggae version. It's like Kimball, yeah, that Kimball's. Yeah, that's one of my honorable mentions for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah you said that. for favorite yeah. co- covers, Kimball, Kimball the Nimble, the the creators, you know, Lee Perry, yeah, yeah, um, you know, um, song. Um, yeah, which is which is a, which is a great one, it's a yeah, great yeah. one as well. Um, and I think I mentioned to you too that, like, you know, if if Jerusalem actually counted as a cover, which I think <laughs> is very debatable, um, right. th- that would be that would be up there too. Um, one of my one of my favorites. But I mean, it's hard. It, you know, it, it it's just what I find so fascinating about I'm I'm going to Spain is that. Um, you know, if you think about this song, right? So it, it's a, you know, it has God awful lyrics that, <laughs> that, that Marky e. Smith somehow 
he, he makes them better, you know, and it's, and it's one of those, those kind of rare instances in which he, you, he truly is attempting to carry a tune through the whole song. Right. He's, 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 he's like, he's like actually invested in it. And he's, he's kind of trying to mimic the absolutely excruciatingly sappy intent of the, of the original song. Um, and, and so he's able to take these, you know, like woefully naive lyrics by, <laughs> by, you know, Steve Bent and, and, and still co- like follow through with his intent, which yeah. is just to say like, yeah, this is totally ironic and it's a total con, right? This song is a total con. Right, right. My cover, and my cover of it is just to, you know, by, by us covering it, it's just to, to help, you know, help just slap you in the face with the irony of it. Because, <laughs> you know, the lyrics, like, it's like, you know, the, basically the story goes, you know, like, it, it, it's, it, it's a, it's a, it, like it's 24 he just sold his car he just quit his job you know he grabbed some tapes of elton john that he found on the factory floor on his no, way. they left him they left him for him on left the factory floor him. they did leave him. they left him for him right and then he, he he's like jetting off from dreary england to sunny spain you know because his cousin norman he, you know he had, he had a real fine time there there last year <laughs> So, so yeah, this you guy know, will be and we'll, this guy will be back in at least a week after his little bit of money runs out. Basically, is what it sounds like, right? From this song, right, right. And so, and so when when you you like when when you when you hear the Falls version, you hear Marky Smith like you know him reciting these lyrics. You just know like it's all tongue in cheek, and it's also really you know sort of you know venomous in the most like. <laughs> sappy like saccharine way that he could possibly be because what he's basically saying is yeah everything that i'm i'm saying in these lyrics is a total con because you know as if any young working stiff has the means to do what i'm saying here or you know the means to even think of it right you know like right yeah i'm I'm quitting my job, you know, I'm selling my car and I'm going off to Spain, you know, and like that was, that was not working class England, you know, in the time. Yeah, yeah. So, and it really, I mean, maybe I, it probably wasn't in 1990, uh, 94, whatever either. So, um, yeah, I can't imagine yeah, there's, it was. There's some real gems, um, so, it, you know. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, so one, in the original song, I love that. Is it cheese and pickle sandwiches that his mom? Oh, yes. So, and, That's the line. But, yep. But I love I love that, like, <clears throat> so in both of the pre-chorus bits, it ends with him saying, I hate it and I hate them or something. You know, like he tells, he yeah. says that he hates everyone at work, but then, like, the sandwiches right. his mom makes, he's like, I hate them and I hate, and I hate her or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. it's just he like, says, well, I hate them and I hate the cheese and pick. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. But yeah. then, but then, uh, so Mark then, Smith like, changes it. Yeah. 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 So Mark, Mark takes his mom or is getting ready. She sells off her stuff and is good. And he's going to take her with him. When, exactly. When he exactly. The other, yeah. The other funny thing is, uh, I mean, I'm guessing it's, 
Mark's version of the song is set in Australia, but the second line of, of Mark's song is, I think it's time I saw the world in not Australia. <laughs> it's funnier right, if it's actually right, an right. English person like going, I need to see the world, but not Australia. Exactly. Yeah. Me too. I think, and I think that's a really great point, um, which, which makes me appreciate the falls version so much more knowing the original version, you know, the whole thing about, you know, uh, you know, instead of hating his mom for making him pickles for his, you know, or sandwiches for his journey that, that have cheese and pickle. Um, <laughs> he, he, he has her pack up her stuff and cash in her premium bonds to go with him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, uh, it's just so perfect. It's just so perfect. You know, exactly. the other thing that's really, that's really great about it and really subtle is, you know, this, you know, a lot of, I understand like a lot of, a lot of people, um, like this period of the fall is like not where most people would want to be introduced to the fall. Um, because it's the fall, it's obviously them, but, um, you know, a lot, a lot of people, you know, the, just the change in the band with with bricks gone and then the the keyboardy push you know a lot of the electro stuff yeah. um, I get it but this but this is a perfect song and, and a lot of you know this is a this is a perfect song where that really works so well given the material like Scanlon's guitar and the the keyboards are really make this song musically. Um, because they work, they pair so well together. And, mm-hmm. and the musical, if you just, just listen to the, the musical sections of it, um, it sounds very much like the cure or the, the church or the, like the saints, you know, That's like, what I was like a, rud- a rudimentary, like, you know, sort of stripped down version of that. You totally see that influence in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just, there's, there's, it's just a song. Every time, every time I listen to it, um, it makes me happy. Like it puts a smile on my face. Um, <laughs> well, that's good in these times. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so, uh, there, there was just one thing that was kind of driving me nuts about the fall version. Like it's castanets or clapping or something on the, yeah. On the chorus. It's completely off. And yeah. they put some like minor delay on it. So it's not only off, it's fucked up. Like it's <laughs> it does weird shit the entire time. And it's exactly like and it's I could just envision Mark like doing it on purpose. Or like having yeah, yeah. or making the person who was playing the castanets like wait a second before they hit or something, you know? Like I could imagine that happening. But it's it's like off enough where I was like Stop it! Stop doing that. Where it's annoying. Yeah, no. Yeah, and I think that's. I think that's the point. I think it is. No, I think so I think too. It isn't, yeah, yeah. No, you, I know. Yeah, I know. You do, but it's like it's just this. It's this subtle. It's you know, it's it's a subtle undertone with underneath all of this. You know, pretty. You know, pretty straightforward. You know, um, upbeat. You know, on the surface, like positive, you know, yeah, um, yeah. lighthearted approach from the fall. 
But hidden yeah. underneath is just this undercurrent that something is very wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Uh, hey, Bob, did you have anything to say about I'm going to Spain? <laughs> I have a theory in part that I think that uh, Marky e. Smith is very familiar with the compilation you were talking about because uh, he, they, the fall also covered the Nervous Norvis song Transfusion. Oh, that is right. also on that compilation. So that's my theory <laughs> is that he got, he learned yeah. about it this way. But I mean, I don't know. He feels like he, he seems like a guy who like really loves junk pop music like this. So right. yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I think there's probably also like a a lot of novelty that Mark likes or listen right. to. You know, like I don't think maybe he wanted to do that with the fall, but I think he probably listened to a lot of like 50s and 60s novelty songs, definitely. Oh, like, yeah. I get that impression, too. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, I think I think to kind of the wrap this song up, one of the greatest things was like John Peel, you know, getting quoted, but he, he played the when the fall song came out, he played these songs back to back. And he said, he said something like Steve Bench should, Steve Bench should thank, uh, the fall and myself for finally getting him a royalty off of this. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, just, we'll just leave it at that. Poor Steve. So, well, actually one more thing. I actually liked the original song a lot. I like the way that the chorus goes, ah, going to Spain. Like, I like that. Oh, my it, God. It's been, well, the reason I like it is because it's been driving me insane the last couple of days because it keeps running through my head. So, like, yeah, that's how yeah. I know that it works. Yeah. So, so it's just been like, ah. So, um, but I, I like the music of the song because I have been, like, listening to a lot of, like, over the last year or two, <laughs> a bunch of 70s easy soft rock yacht rock shit so like unironically so yeah it's it's been kind of like that i don't know there's just something about the the melody of that song that i like uh, so. yeah i think i think what really gets stuck in your head is like the the helium vocals as well. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah there's that too or the fact his, that the... oh i was just gonna say the fact that when he mentions elton john and then, then it goes like rocket man. Oh yeah, it right. It keeps going right, up. Right. <laughs> it's just like, that's right. ridiculous. Anyway, yeah. So that, uh, I just wanted to put that in that yeah. I, I don't that I do yeah. like that song. So for whatever yeah. it's worth. <laughs> um, okay. Well, we'll move on to uh, well the the one I picked for you, I guess, or the one I made you do for the uh, the least mm. the least favorite song. Yeah. And we can talk about the ones that you brought up. Uh, if you want, we can just kind of touch on them. But um, but I wanted, uh, but I, I I said that a popcorn double feature was the one that I thought would work best. Um, and it's a song by the Searchers. Um, it was written by Scott English and Larry Weiss, who were songwriters. Um, one of the I, th I think Larry Weiss uh, is from New Jersey. I'm not, I can't remember where scott english was from or even if i decided to go that far and look it up but um <laughs> the searchers were um a mersey beat group uh who came about like they emerged during the british invasion of the 60s like after the beatles came over um like jerry and the pacemakers and a bunch of others and um 
they're known for versions of sugar and spice uh, needles and pins when you walk in the room in Love Potion Number Nine. All of which I listened to today and didn't recognize as the versions that I know. So, yeah, I know the name The Searchers, but and probably because I knew they were named after the John Wayne movie or something. But um, I couldn't, I couldn't pick a Searcher song out of anywhere. I have apparently never listened to it. <laughs> so I listened to this song and I was like, oh, okay. But yeah, so um, yeah, it's not that different from the fall song as, as you've covered. But uh, I would really like to know why this is your least favorite because we were kind of talking okay. about this, but yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you kind of hit it. Like, why do you not recognize any of the Searchers songs? Because they were basically a cover band themselves. It kind of right? seems that way. I mean, yeah. I mean, they own like they they really didn't have any hits of their own. Um, they were all covers, um, and yeah, and sometimes not not very good covers. You know, they weren't they weren't even like the they they didn't up the ante necessarily on the, on the no. originals and I, and I know that was that was you know often the case in, in that era uh, but the thing yeah the, so part of it for me is that this song is always the song that I skip over on a great album right <laughs> so this is my this is my least favorite song and what I think is a great album on extricate Right. And that's and that's saying something that that's saying that I would rather listen to Hillary and where all he basically sings is Hillary. Hey, Hillary, the whole song. Um, I would, or Bill, I would rather listen to Bill is dead you know, than listen, listen to this song again. Um, I in that. And so I would I always I just always end up skipping it because for me, um, even before I knew it was a cover, there, uh, th- there's, like the tone of it, um, you know, it's it's very sort of you know uh, nihilistic, certainly in terms of a song and the and the content. Um, the only the only real joy in it is you know having having Mark say the whole world's a funny farm, you know, like that's probably the best line of the song that, right. that he recites. Um, I, I just, I, I, it, it just seems like for me, you get to the like ninth chorus of the song of him going, popcorn double he just gives up. <laughs> Right. He just doesn't he doesn't even want to say it anymore. He's done with the song before the song is being done recorded. Mm-hmm. And it's always it always just felt like, you know, they got halfway in and he was just like, ah, fuck it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and so it's such a it's just such a downer. And it's just it, and it is like, like I said, you know, it's. The two songs are just kind of two sides of the same thing where, you know, they're both very straightforward covers of the original. But this is just this this is just taking what I consider a bad song to begin with. And, (laughs) you know, just 
just in just just inflating you know the the depression uh you know associated right. with it so uh, yeah i i just you know it it always it, it's just one of those things and the, the way that he's just done with it always bothered me in the middle where especially where that song appears in the middle of that album um and um yeah i i don't know there's a lot of there's like a lot of lines to it i just i guess i don't understand why he was motivated or you know to to choose this song and that's kind of why. I mean, and there's plenty of other examples of of fall covers where they're like, "Really? Right? Okay." You know, and and go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, I'd say, and admittedly, you know, I, I think there there are there are more abstract covers that they've done that you're you know just are just. Easily, could easily be someone's least favorite that I would completely agree with. Um, I I just felt like uh, for for me, um, kind of focusing on you know this this uh, era of the fall, um, which showcases what you know one of my absolutely favorite covers of theirs. Uh, it was it was important to highlight another one that just drives me absolutely nuts. Right, right. No, I, I think that's fine because I when I. Because I had Extra Cake was like one of the first fall albums I ever had. I had it on tape, but um, and I didn't even recognize it until I, you know, like started listening to it again. I was like, oh, that's from there. But um, I, uh, but there's nothing about this song other than I. Obviously, it's completely forgettable, and I probably fast forwarded past it too, you know, <laughs> to make it like a least favorite. So that's why I was kind of wondering. Um, I agree that it's like I couldn't even make it through like listening to it all just you know yesterday when I was listening to it. I got to <laughs> yeah, like exactly. I got to the first chorus and I was like fuck this because like he's all because <laughs> Mark is all croony and stuff right. So, yeah, like, right. He's he's doing his crooner thing, but you know right. he's not a very good crooner. So I was just I finally <laughs> I, I think I just moved it ahead a bit and was like. Nope, still not that great. So yeah, I couldn't even listen to the whole thing. So I understand, and I'm not, you know, questioning it. It was just, I was just a little, I was just a little confused, I guess, by it. But it all makes sense now. So yeah. Well, and the, you know, the funny thing is, I did, I admittedly um, listened to it again. Did you listen to it all the way But through? the funny thing is. Yeah, no. sort of. <laughs> um, I couldn't get there. I just I couldn't. Um, yeah, I got yeah. pretty far. I was probably like thirty seconds away from the end, and just just couldn't couldn't finish it out. Right. Um, but the funny thing to me is, you know, you and again, grain of salt here. But I listened to it on YouTube just so I could see other people's comments about it. Just to see, <laughs> uh-huh. like, hey, you know. Maybe pe- other people are just as like you know uh, nails on a chalkboard with this song <laughs> as I am, and no. Uh, <laughs> so, Were they so, all like, uh, up on it? They all liked it. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, the, the the vast majority, you know, were people who you know were like, oh, this is this is a 
an absolute amazing cover of an amazing song. <laughs> um, Maybe they were one British. person. I know, I know exactly. Yeah, right. Probably, <laughs> and then one person at the very end, just you know, like one of the last comments I read was, "The original was better." You know, and it's like, <laughs> of course, <laughs> it's like, wouldn't it be great to be that guy or that or that girl, right? The the person on YouTube whose job with any 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 cover that's posted on YouTube, you know, to have to to type out the obligatory. The original was better, you know. Right, right. Yeah, that's the I read the book uh, person instead of watching the movie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I, I wanted to talk about a couple that you mentioned, but yes, that uh, I I wouldn't allow you to do. <laughs> Uh, the first one is the walk like a man slash breaking the rules, which is mm-hmm. walk like a man, but with some of Mark's lyrics over the top. So when you first mentioned it, I went and looked for walk like a man and found a live version on YouTube. Um, yeah. And so I was like, OK. And then um, I was like, oh, it sounds silly and vapid, but OK. And then and then I listened to breaking the rules. and I was like, oh, breaking the rules. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow. OK. So they just, they had done this before. Like, there's lots of songs where they take parts of songs. I mean, besides, like, I Am, da- I am Dama Suzuki, but, like, um, there's right. that one where they take the bass line from the Spinal Tap song uh, <laughs> and add lyrics to it. Or, you know, like, other songs. Yeah. Or, like, uh, yeah, that Stooges tune, like, I Want to Be Your Dog or something. Mm-hmm. But this is so bad. Like they just really, yeah. These are really bad. Um, and then the yeah, other, the last thing, the oh, last, yeah, the last thing anybody knows is just to say what's this one. There's not much to say on this one, right, uh, right? Besides, like the last thing anybody wants is like high-toned keyboard mimicking Frankie Valley's falsetto, right? <laughs> right. Like, is, it, is that like is that like the most unappealing thing you can think of because it is so weird um and then uh but the one i really want to talk about because this one drove me up the fucking wall and i lasted like five seconds after it got going was the uh the ibis afro man which is actually Uh fuck that was horrible yeah (laughs) yeah with like different words over the top of it or something so it's like yeah it's kind of like Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, it's classic fall where he takes a practice tape that is faster version of whatever, and then they do a studio take of the song, which is slower, and then they put them together. Mm-hmm. But this is like one of the few times where <laughs> it doesn't work at all. All it does is make you want to shut it off. And I was just like, yeah. I couldn't deal. Like It was it was horrible. And so, yeah. The, pro- <laughs> the problem with this one for me is that... The song itself, neither version, has aged real well. It's kind of like the Al Jolson of songs. Well, there's right? that too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's, it's like, it's, yeah, you know. I had, I, I, mean, yeah, I, I hadn't even not, gotten, I didn't get into that, but yeah, that was part of the, that was the second problem. <laughs> so it was like, the first problem was the whole presentation. Second problem is the whole presentation. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yes. 
<laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh God. But anyway. Yeah, those two are those two are pretty terrible for sure. Um, those 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 are definitely in in the in the list. Um, you know, and 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 you know, I, some people love it. I I don't. Uh, the Jingle Bell Rock cover. That, oh, yeah, that's definitely on the bottom of the list for me. That's just absolutely unbearable. Yeah. I can't take it. Because, like, yeah. Popcorn Double Feature, yeah. I can stand, you know. Because I, I, the, the Extra Kid was the first record of theirs that I had, and I had a CD of it. And so, you know, what follows, you know, Popcorn Double Feature on the, the CD was uh, Arm Control, Arms Control Poser, which uh, mm-hmm. is, not, is not that great a song either. And so <laughs> I was I was happy to skip over that one and could stand Popcorn Double Feature. Skipping over that one to get to the other Monks cover on there was much, much more yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. But yeah, Jingle Bell Rock was just, come on, that was just wretched. Any... <laughs> no, any, like, unless you can do something really amazing with it, don't ever do a Christmas cover. Ever. Never. Yeah, right. Don't. <laughs> just don't. There Anyone who does automatically gets many points docked from whatever. <laughs> like I don't is, from their life, whatever. I don't know. Is there yeah. is there a backstory there that you do you guys are, are you guys aware of why they did this? Why they did Jingle Bell Rock at all? Wasn't it was it appeal session they did that for? I was gonna guess appeal session because hmm. I know that they did that for a few like uh, of their appeal sessions. I mean they have like. Uh, no Christmas for John Quays or John Keys, um, uh, and I think the, another song, right? And then, um, then I think they did a whole Peel session of Christmas songs that included the No Christmas and the other one that I can't think of off the top of my head. So I think that might have been it. I don't know. I could. Yeah, I'm looking at it now, and it looks like it was a Peel session in you know clearly December, but it's '94. So I'm trying to figure out oh, wow. uh, what else was on there real quick. Uh-huh. <clears throat> I just always imagined, you know, like the the footage of that song um, video, I guess, right, that he put together. Yeah. Um, okay. I, every, every, <laughs> whenever I see that, I just always think, and of course, not even close in terms not not contemporaneous by by any stretch of the imagination but i just imagine like you know david bowie and Bing crosby were just like no and so, <laughs> went to the next so he goes into the next room and it's just like fuck it i'm gonna do jingle bell rock <laughs> so i'm looking at the list for that uh session they did and it was uh, actually november of 1984 is what i'm saying uh, and they do a version of Glam Racket, and then they do a version of Hark the Herald Angels Sing, which I don't know that I've ever heard no that. Way. No and way. Then a song called Numb at the Lodge, which I don't know that one either. But, um, yeah, I'm, I, I might have the Peel Sessions on my, my library here, but God knows I hadn't gotten to that one or else I probably would have deleted it off my computer. I, I was going to say, if, if, if I have that on the Peel Sessions that I have, I've never listened to it because I saw the title and I was like, fuck no. <laughs> so, nope, moving on. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, yeah, no, 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 no. Um, well, is there, did you have anything else to add, Bob? 
you've been kind of quiet, so I just wanted to make sure. No, no, I'm you, fine. This has been great. Just listening in. <laughs> okay, no, that's fine, man. I just wanted to make sure. Uh, no, sure. Yeah, you know. I mean, I made my point about popcorn double feature. I don't mind that one at all. I don't know the original. I, I didn't get a chance to listen to the original, but uh, it sounds essentially the, essentially the same. But yeah, you know, it does. It sounds. It's a little same, more yeah. Herman's Hermitsy or something. Herman's Hermits, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because that's what I kept thinking of the the searcher songs that I listened to, I was like, huh, they, it's got this weird Herman's Hermits thing going on. Yeah. Everything's like, and then like, even the singers are kind of like smiling as they sing, you know? So, so yeah, it's got, it's got that idea behind it. I think a little more. We need more singers scowling as they sing like Marky Smith. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Back in the sixties, I think. (laughs) Oh, I think about all the, Oh, I was just going to say that song was from 1967. I think I forgot to say that. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And the thing about all those songs, like the Searcher songs and like that, that Hermit's Hermit's and stuff, I always felt like they all used the same warped tape machine to record <laughs> because there's, there's like, you listen to these songs and there's just something, and just moments in the songs where everything just kind of goes, oh, right. you know, and... Um. Yeah, it, it th- that's kind of how this song feels, and that's kind of how the Falls version of it feels to me. It's like kind of a like a like a a slow moving nauseous roller coaster. <laughs> I like that. I think that's completely it. <laughs> that is t- a good explanation of the whole thing. That is totally it. Because like with his crooning, off key crooning, which it's. Mm-hmm. But not, it's not like it's so incredibly off key that you're like, ah, and shut it off automatic, automatically. But it's like crooning, but he's always waving around the note enough where you're, you're yeah, you feel like you're drunk or you or like the acid's kicking in or something. I don't know. Cause I'm right. 